You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Great cash, homie. Feedback Friday, part two here on Mackie and Judd. A little uh, leftover bag of Vikings feedback for you guys. You can always hit us up as we turn the show over to you, the audience, on Fridays. You can hit us up with your questions, your comments, your concerns, critiques about the show, about Minnesota sports teams through the Score North app. There's a feedback tab. That's the best way to get a hold of us. It's kind of our consolidated place. We try to get to as many as possible. We'll, we'll also grab some from YouTube and from Twitter and whatnot. And so uh, let's get right into it here, boys. Frank Bella chimes in via the Score North app and says, like many Vikings fans, I have not been watching regularly this offseason, uh, Purple Daily and Mackie and Juddy's talking about, as I continue my annual after-season depression. Cleanse. Be- before I go any further there, I feel like it's been three months now, right? Almost three months. Yeah. Come come back in. Come on, Frank. I think with the NFL, it's a little different. You can come back in quicker. Like, it, it took me up until probably a week and a half ago to get over the Twins. So that was like six months of pent-up frustration. I yeah. think different sports allow different things. But with the Vikings it's and the NFL, it's, it's such a different beast. I feel like the cleanse, though, with the Vikings, if you duck out too fast or if, if you d- duck out for a prolonged period, you miss the fun. Like the combine and the free agency. Like I, like I feel like if you're going to – if you're going to detox Vikings, you you dump out for the rest of the playoffs. Like, watch the games, but who cares? Because nothing happens then. And I would actually say the detox should then resume around July 1st, late June. And then I go to training camp. Like, yeah. I feel like... Get your, get your mind right during the summer the months. Yeah. But, but you're missing the fun. Like, there's yeah. nothing... There's What's happened since the combine that's been frustrating. I think it's intriguing and interesting. It's all hopeful. Like it kind of yeah. goes from you're frustrated for a couple of weeks, but then it gets into speculation season, roster changing season. I'm with you. I think reserve. I mean, you should still be consuming purple daily and Mackie and Judd in June and July, right? Like, of course, but uh, just trying to help here. Come on back here. But Frank says you guys got it wrong last year and you're getting it wrong again this year. I predicted a 13-win season last year, Frank says. For 2023, with the roster they currently have, the Vikings are set to go to the NFC Championship game and beyond. The offense will be better. The defense will be a 14th to 19th ranked defense, which is all we need. The NFC is wide open. I don't buy that Philly, Dallas, or San Francisco are elite teams. I will allow a one- or two-game regression because of the tougher schedule, but the division is ours, and we should be the one or two seed. Write it down. Best to you guys. Okay, let's what go, do you Frank. Think? Uh, you know what? First of all, so he's not out. He's back in because he clearly heard w- what we said. So, Frank, welcome back. The water's warm. Um, let's go. I love it. Yes, you know what? This is, again, this is why you don't duck out right now. Because that statement, I can buy it. I might not agree completely, but I'm not well, going to. 
Okay, if, but if, if Philly and San Francisco aren't elite teams, then is are you saying, Frank, that there are no elite teams in the NFC? Maybe what he's saying. Because Philly and San Francisco are the two best teams That's in the NFC. Hearing. That's what I'm hearing. Unless, unless, yeah. the, unless the Vikings surpass them. Yeah, he's saying the NFC is wide open, which I agree with. But here's the problem is there's always someone who won seven games last year is going to yep. pop up and look like the one or two best teams in the NFC. I didn't think the Eagles would go overnight from a wild card team to the number one team in the NFC this time last year. I don't think any of us really saw that. They could yeah. say, oh, yeah, they could be a sneaky team again. No one saw them being the juggernaut running through the whole dang conference from basically the start of the season to the Super Bowl. So someone that we're not thinking of is going to pop up and probably going to take over, and then everyone regresses too. So those law of averages tend to even out a little bit from regression to overachieving. Rams come back? Could. Ah, uh, man. Who comes I back? So, I think the Rams are kind of gutted, aren't they? They need like a, well, they look to a be, step back mean, here. So I could see Seattle. Seattle has a, really, a lot of good young players. They've hit on some draft picks. Yep. Um, that's a tough place. I mean, their home schedule is always going to be favorable because it's a hard place to play. So I could see... See, I don't think they're going to be like the best team in the NFC, but could they take a step forward for sure? What do you think about the Lions? A lot of people saying is, and they've got the highest over/under win total. Could they jump and be like a twelve-win team under Dan Campbell? I, I have so much trouble seeing that just because I've never really seen it. And like every time I think, oh, Detroit might be pretty good, they're not. Um, is there a team in the South that could jump back up? Well, Carolina. I mean, was awful. Carolina's got a decent roster. The Saints Atlanta, with Carr? I mean, the Saints. Saints. I'm not a big fan of their coach. I, I think he's, I don't really think he's. Yeah, if the Saints had Sean Payton, I would say. Okay, right. Sean Payton, Derek Carr. Yep. Let's see what happens there. I mean, what about the Bears? Yeah. What if the one. Bears hit here? They're they a lot of talent, right a lot first. of weapons. That's a good one. Yeah. A lot of weapons. They signed I a couple linebackers, it. you know. I could mm. see the Bears. I'd love that one. Julian Garcia chimes in, says, I heard, so speaking of the Bears, I heard someone comp Will Levis to Jay Cutler, and I'm out. We already have our version of Jay Cutler on this team. Cousins is Jay Cutler with a better attitude. Jay's record on the Bears was 51-51, and and as we know, Cousins' career record before this season was 59-59. and Both have one career playoff win. Tons of Bears fans in my life would always say, he's the best quarterback in franchise history, Cutler. Yeah. To which I responded, just because your franchise has a terrible history with quarterbacks <laughs> doesn't mean you should give a half-decent one $126 million. Thank God the Vikings didn't do the same with Kirk. Well, actually, the, they did. I mean, the, the Bears gave it to Jay all in one. It was like a seven-year deal, right? Seven years, $126 million or something, or six years. Yep. The Vikings have given Kirk much more than $126 million over five years. Yeah. And and soon to be a sixth year here, and uh, now there's been some inflation over the past ten years, but yeah, I, I guess that's an interesting one. Like if if Will Levis was Jay Cutler, you can win a lot of games with with a cheaper Jay Cutler, but obviously if you're looking for a ten year franchise quarterback, I well, don't I don't want Jay Cutler two point are, are we talking about uh, a talent though, or are we talking? Because I, I mean, to me, you say like big arm with kind of a weird aloof personality. Well, if it's an aloof personality, then I'm out. If if it's the arm talent, like, I don't think people understand. Jake Cutler had more arm talent than Kirk has, and it's probably not all that close. Yeah, he had Brett Brett Favre-like sort of tendencies. I I mean, his arm was incredible. But, yes, if we're talking about an aloof personality, then I'm out. So that's what I couldn't tell from that. 
I think it was in a mock draft that you read, Phil. I couldn't tell if that was a comparison of Levis to Cutler with just talent or if it was saying that there's personality similarities. Because, yeah, I, I mean, as much as some people tried to defend Cutler, I would have wanted no part of that dude. Yeah. Okay. I like him. I, I I don't know if I can trade. I have to be talked into trading up to get him if they want to pursue Levis? that route. Yeah, Levis. Will okay. Levis, that is. I was never, as a younger kid and a more immature person than I am now, I know that surprises you, um, I was never a big Jay Cutler guy. But as I've gotten older, I, I definitely appreciated him more than that. Than I was like a pseudo-teenage football fan. I See, I'm, I'm the opposite. I loved Jay Cutler when I was young and dumb. And now that I've become a little bit more of an adult and see that he's just like a pouting baby on the sidelines, I don't want that on my team. But I don't know that that's what Will Levis is. But right. there's, been some, there's been some rumblings that maybe he's not doing well in some of these interviews. And he's got just okay. sort of a, a, so I don't know. I've never met the guy, so I don't know. Uh, Robbie Bruzik says, rewrite history. Who is one player you would love to see in a Minnesota uniform in retrospect? Like Larry Fitzgerald in purple, for instance. Add him to that 2009 team. Or one player you could have added to a lineup or a team to get us a championship. Hmm. I, I got the simplest one. And, and he was in a a jersey here and, and then left way before he should have David Ortiz on those twins teams. Oh my God. That's a like great realistic kept, one. Like if you had just kept him, what happens there? Okay. So that's a great question. So O two 2 was the last year he was in the lineup for those like A's and angels playoff yes. games. Yes. He was. he was a good hitter for the twins. People forget like he was a bust. No, he was one of their better hitters. Actually. He didn't, he didn't do what he did with the Red Sox in Minnesota. But he winds up on that 03 Red Sox team, was excellent. They lose in seven to the Yankees in the playoffs, and then 04 is the year they broke through in large part because of him. So you would have had Ortiz for the 03 playoffs, which the Twins were in and fighting with the Yankees, the 04 playoffs, fighting with the Yankees, the 06 playoffs, That's what where I was you had one, one of the best teams in franchise history. Do you lose like that? Because that's really, crap, really good. Dude. And the A's spanked you. That 06 team, the Twins had Morno MVP, Maurer batting champion, Tory Hunter, mm-hmm. peak season. Michael Kadir broke out. Yep. Nick Punto actually had a breakout season as your starting third baseman. Yep. Yeah, they had a Cy Young, an MVP, and a batting champion, and like two other and, jo- and, and Joe Nathan gloves and Joe <laughs> Nathan. It was a loaded team. Um, I would say. And I don't know if this would have been like the favorites, but I God, I wish the Twins would have got Cliff Lee in 2010. I mean, I think that would have been a completely, completely different playoff series. Obviously, like with Lariano in 06, he doesn't get hurt. Also, very much different, but he was still with the Twins. If they get Cliff Lee in 2010, and they don't have to start, you know, Brian Dunsing in Game Three of a of of the final series in Yankee Stadium, I feel a lot better about that rotation. So, I mean, how how unrealistic, because you guys have brought up realistic examples, and that's kind of that's kind of where I want to play around, because you could easily say, uh, all right, let's add, uh, you know, you know, I don't know, Hall of, a Hall of Fame defensive player, yeah. the 98, yeah, Reggie White to Gretzky the 98 the Vikings or something. Stars, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have been great. They, yeah. My guess is they probably would have beat the Penguins in the Stanley Cup Finals yep. if they had 1991 Wayne Gretzky. Um, I love the, the Cliff Lee examples. Great, man. Ah, I don't know if we can trade Aaron Hicks. Uh, it's going to be too steep for us. That's a great example. I'll give you, if I remember right, toward the end of the KG run, let me just look this up real quick. So it was 
it was after the Sam Cassell and Latrell Sprewell stuff blew sky high. Mm-hmm. But KG was still around and in his prime for like three more years after they went to the Western Conference Finals, right? And there were some rumblings around that time that Allen Iverson was disgruntled in Philadelphia. He wound up going to the Denver Nuggets in 06, 07. But there was rumblings even like a year or two before that. And by the time he got to Denver, it was just kind of, oh, it's kind of a shell of himself. If you could have paired up Allen Iverson with like two or three more years left in his prime with Kevin Garnett in like 05, 06, 07, that would have been a blast. That would have been awesome. I think we did a, uh, like, three years ago during the pandemic when we were doing alternate realities when we were grasping at all of our great content ideas. And I think I floated, what if the Wolves made a run at, at Steve Nash when he left Dallas to go to Phoenix? Because that was also around that time wow. he signed with Phoenix. Can you imagine a prime Steve Nash who I think won like two MVPs with the Suns also with Kevin Garnett in the mid-2000s? That could have been an, also could have been so Man. awesome to see. And then, the I mean, another obvious one is, and it's, I, I was having a discussion about this with uh, a Wolves fan friend of mine like two weeks ago, just kind of talking about like what if moments in Wolves history or trades. We were talking about best, I think we were talking about the best trades in Wolves history because it was a flagrant house topic too. And he brought up, uh, I mean, the Marbury trade on draft night. And I said, actually, I think that's one of the worst trades in franchise history. You traded Ray Allen for Stefan Marbury. What if you would have had, and they want, and KG and Ray Allen did eventually win a championship together in the twilight of their careers. What if instead of a weird, disgruntled, selfish Stefan Marbury, you would have had Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett from 1996 until like 2005 together as a pairing in that Western Conference? Mm. The Wolves have a, have a ton, ton of those, though. Uh, 1992 draft. What if the Wolves win the lottery and get Shaquille? Now, he wouldn't have stayed here a long time. No, but, he would have left to, for the but, Lakers after but four years. But... but he would have been here, and it would have been intriguing. Like, the franchise's arc would have changed completely because they would have made the playoffs. Yeah. So, the, yeah, what would have – they probably went to – gone like, Orlando actually maxed the, the – it was, like, four years or five years, and then he went to the yeah, Lakers. Like, Yep, and they had Hardaway, and they had Nick Anderson, and they went to the finals. Yeah. They went to the finals. Penny, baby, Penny was great at that mm-hmm. time before he started to break down. God, I liked him. Yeah. Um, a shout out to our friends, by the way, over at Nutrisource. Nutrisource is the official dog food and pet food of Mackie and Judd, and Purple Daily as well. Maya Mackie this morning was, uh, oh. as always, you know what? Yesterday, I gotta be honest, man, she tricked us yesterday. Uh, Do your dogs ever trick you? Oh, yeah, where God. like your spouse. Your spouse feeds them, but you yes. didn't see that happen. And then the dog comes up to you all like, like Maya, Maya trick, tricked us into an extra meal yesterday because she loves her Nutrisource chicken and rice so much. You have to communicate constantly because I'm going to tell you right now, the little girl on the, the left of your screen there, Stella, she thinks that Pop-Pop is a moron. And she's not entirely <laughs> wrong, but I'm going to tell you right now, she tricks me constantly. She gets me up early for I, either her uh, breakfast of Nutrisource and or the training rewards treats that you are looking at right there. Uh, Phil, communication with your spouse is the absolute key because ultimately I think the dogs are smarter than us. And take some advice from me. Don't feed your dog Raisin Bran or dark chocolate. Yeah, well, that's- That'll wind up in an emergency trip to the vet. Feed your dog Nutrisource yep. chicken and rice and training treats. They'll appreciate it. Yep. NutrisourcePetFoods.com. 
NutrisourcePetFoods.com to find a NutriSource retailer near you. Also, a shout-out to our friends at EcoFun, a new sponsor here on Purple Daily and Mackie and Judd. EcoFun has started the pre-season sale on all electric bikes and scooters. I'm a big scooter guy over the last year. I learned to love scooters in Seattle and excited to bring that over to Minneapolis here. Uh, But they're featuring Beach Star Step-Through Electric Bikes, MSRP uh, 2100 on sale for just $1599, lowest price ever. All gas scooters are $100 to $300 off plus free storage until spring. All electric scooters are $300 to $500 off and free storage until spring. Get in the scooter game like old Macadac with our friends at EcoFun. EcoFun, E-C-O-F-U-N. All right, Dave Z chimes in, says, you guys keep insisting that the Wolves wanted to run things back last year, but it's also possible Quasi wanted to take a measured approach, make a few moves, mostly observe and see what they had. That was the Garen approach with the Wild, which appears to be working. I know it's tempting to look at Ryan Poles as doing a good job with the Bears, but is he? The coaching hire seems suspect. He's also cut so much money, they're almost having to pay extra for players just to meet the league minimum spending. That is a good point. They still have like $50 million in cap space, and like we're pretty deep into the second wave of free agency, so you're going to wind up... I don't know how they're going to do that. Can you restructure contracts and uh, in reverse? Hey, what's, uh, the floor? what's the floor? Um, that I don't know. It's usually like, isn't there like a 10% gap? So I'm not, I think it's like whatever the cap is, 220 yeah. or something, whatever it is, yep. that it would be like 200. I think there's like a 10% gap. So, you know, I, I mean, I think it was both. I think the, I think the will said, we aren't blowing this thing up. We're not going to, we're not going to be a three win team. Sorry. Or the Vikings. Mm-hmm. And I think Quasey said, you know what? Okay. We can, let's survey this thing, see what happens. And then if we do well and you trust us, then let, let us make the moves we need to make next off season. It was probably a, a joint decision is my guess. Agree completely. Yeah. And they, so I don't think that if Quasey, if it had been uh, Quasey's call completely, I don't think he hangs on to all of the vets that they did. But it does make sense with the timing of both the hiring of Quasey, which I think was January, and then O'Connell was not till after the Super Bowl, that they had to have some time there. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's probably, and you know what? Ultimately, I guess for at least a season, it did work. You won 13 games. Uh, But I have, you know, I don't have a problem with a guy coming in and taking a measured approach and sort of like seeing the locker room and things like that. And, and he's exactly right. Bill Guerin, that is exactly what, and Bill, Bill then said, okay, this locker room's terrible and blew the entire thing up, but he did take some time to do it. Yeah. How's Vinny doing? He's good. He wants to go outside. Mom's on a call. Dad's doing podcasts. He hasn't gone out since like 845. Oh, Vinny boy. He's a poor he's, guy. All right. He wants to he's go gonna pee on your, He's going to pee on your. Oh, uh, he's what? fine. Also, he likes. So speaking of dogs tricking us, this is what he also likes to do. Around 11, oh, as you can hear him in the background right now, he's he's he actually doesn't have to go potty. He just wants to frolic outside for a little bit and then yeah. come right back in. That, Maya gets that, all the same all the way. Time. Middle of the day, she gets she'll get like zoomies in the middle of the day, which is good. She's a happy dog, but it'll just be like, okay, we know. We'll later on. We'll go out. We'll climb the hill. We'll do do our thing. Be great. Now, now do, do your dogs get uh, treats when, when they come back in from a trip outside? If they went potty, okay. Because Stella's mm. whole thing is the politic for treats. So she will go outside, take a, a small pee, and come in and say, it's time for treats. Oh, so she's smart. So, so it's like, like a, just a little, just a little, just a little tinkle. 
Yeah, just a little tinkle, but it, it's uh-huh. it's it's like a politician. She is literally like, I will do the the least I can do because you owe me that. His main move is to also, if I don't give him a treat, he'll he'll put his little nose kind of by the counter where all the treats are, and then he'll look at mom, and then mom comes at me and says, did you give him a treat? And I said, no, he didn't go potty. And then she goes, I'll give him a treat anyways. Which oh, is always no, you're, 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 you're the bad you're guy. For it. Yeah, you're, you're the bad guy. It. No, you yeah. have to make yeah. her the bad guy. No. Always make sure that you come out looking good. I wish I wish humans got treats when they tinkled, you know? Yeah. Just, uh, you know, you come out of the bathroom, and there's I mean, just... You go get yourself... There's a, Someone just like got a tat- like some tater tots for you when you walk out of the bathroom. You can always just stick them right, right outside the John. Oh, for yourself. Oh, it's time for tater tots. Oh, time for tater tots. Who wants a tater tot? Who wants a tater tot? <laughs> Who's a good boy? All right, one more here for you, Dex, and then you can go uh, tent of any. Uh, Todd Lemke says, I just listened to the Tuesday show, Purple Daily, I believe. And you guys were ragging on the Kirk Cousins contract. Classic Mackie Judd Declan, just ragging on Cousins. And I agree that you can't just put that much salary cap burden on one player, but you guys are dead strong on giving Justin Jefferson the same type of contract as a wide receiver and give him NBA-type power to be involved in who the next... I don't think we're saying he deserves like NBA-type power. Yeah, well, the, Vi- and the Vikings are... The Vikings said that, not us. Yeah, I mean, should you like get an opinion from a guy. Yeah, I don't think they're letting him run the front office. Let's not over-exaggerate. But let me just say this to Todd and to everyone else. They should be a little careful. I would I would sign Justin Jefferson, but like, yeah, I don't I don't think anyone's I don't think anyone has any illusions that that contract is just going to not be problematic for roster building. It is. But there's a huge difference between paying one player who's maybe the 10th best at his position top right. money and another player who's the best at his position, top money. Right. Let's let's say on your team you only get maybe like three or four slots where you can pay top money at that position too. They better be top players. If I'm giving out one of my three or four top salary slots to a non-top player at that position, that's how you get yourself into trouble, and that's how you wind up with a non-elite roster. So mm-hmm. um, paying Justin Jefferson, paying you know Nick Bosa, paying... Take your pick, top cornerback guy, Sauce Gardner at some point. That's different than paying Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, compared to Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So, yes. it's In fact, I think we had this discussion a couple of months back. You're talking about a top three player. That's a huge difference. They're going, they're going to pay him. But just to be very clear, we never said that he should get power. We had a big discussion about the fact that the Vikings said we are consulting him on some things. Do I shoot him a text and say, uh, hey, just, uh, why don't you watch, watch some film of this guy and just let me know what you think? I don't know. Not like, don't, do I want him to feel Don't involved? even look at me in the hallway. I'm going full Zimmer. <laughs> you don't know where yeah. my office is. Forget where my office is. He's one of 20 people I might solicit an opinion from, including scouts or whatever in the organization. He deserves he deserves to feel wanted, is the point. Even if you don't even use his thoughts, I guess. So, anyways, all right. That's your Feedback Friday 2.0 here. Part 2 on Mackie and Judd. Uh, another batch of Vikings feedback on Purple Daily, if you haven't checked that out yet. And we'll see you guys on uh, on Monday here on Mackie and Judd.